Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. We're here today interviewing Julia Meskers, CEO and co-founder of Moth, Minds Open to Heal. And we're talking about peer support training for mental health, specifically at work, so that HR isn't 100% responsible for this since HR is responsible for so many other things. How are you doing, Juliet? I'm doing great. So happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Hey, we're talking about some very, very important items here. And I hear that you have an emergency action plan that you teach um, companies, which we want to hear about that too. You know, how do you, how do companies find you? How do you find this research? You know, what's going on there? And what is your emergency action plan? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off by explaining how companies can work with us. So we have our mental health intervention training course and companies can get into contact with us. They can either email us at info at mothhealth.com or they can go to mothhealth.com and fill out a survey of what exactly it is that they're looking for, how many people they want to train, um, you know, all the ramifications and we'll get back to them. Um, but the way that our training works is that we have three models of the training. We have an in-person training where we'll come into the office space and we'll do live training with activities and discussions. We have teleconference training. So we'll do the same format. We'll do discussion questions, activities, all of that over the, um, the computer, over Zoom as well. Um, that's an hour and a half as well. And then we have a one-hour self-paced version of the course. And that version of the course allows people to go through the information on their own. And all three models will include a survey process. And so our survey collects data anonymously on participants in terms of their mental health, their current well-being, where they feel like they could benefit from additional support, and also whether or not they feel supported by their workplace environment. So our client, after participants go through the training, will get a dashboard that says 20% of your staff is struggling with anxiety right now. 10% of your staff is struggling with insomnia and feels like they could benefit from sleep resources, um, so on and so forth. You know, maybe 50% of staff doesn't feel comfortable talking to an HR representative about their mental health because they're fearful of retaliation. So um, these are very helpful statistics for companies to have specific to uh, specific to their community. And what about this uh, emergency action plan that you and your uh, co-founder have come up with? Yeah, so the emergency action plan is an acronym and it spells out BRAIN. And individuals are more likely to remember um, information when they use mnemonic techniques. And so that's why we use this acronym. And the BRAIN acronym can be used in any order, dependent on the situation and the crisis at hand. But we start with B, and B is bring up emotions, listen, and hear them out. So we want to initiate conversations 
with individuals based off of signs and symptoms that we've noticed. Hi, I've noticed that you have been coming into work late every day and you've been seeming really tired all day and that's super out of character for you. I just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Or, hi, I know that you just lost a loved one. Um, you've been seeming a little anxious and unsettled lately. I wanted to check in with you. So having a conversation about those emotions and giving them the platform to be open to them. The R is reassurance. So providing reassurance to this person that you're supporting, that they will be okay, that now that you're opening this conversation, you're going to continue to provide peer support for them until you can connect them to a professional, that they are going to find solutions to the issues that they're facing and that they're not going to be in this pain forever. The A is assessed for suicide and self-harm. So when we're having these conversations about mental health, we have to assess for the risk factors and see how dangerous a situation might be. Is this someone who's just having, again, normal day-to-day stress and anxiety? Is it someone who's been struggling for maybe two weeks because of an event that happened or a seasonal depression? Um, or is this someone that's in a state of crisis? They're feeling suicidal. They're experiencing suicidal ideation. We're picking up on those warning signs and red flags. And if we do, we need to follow the conversation with the suicide action plan, which we get into in our course. And then finally, we want to, the N is normalize treatment, encourage self-help and other support strategies. So we want to normalize the idea of reaching out to help. Hi. Everybody can benefit from therapy in the same way that everybody can benefit from going to the doctor. Um, We draw these parallels between mental health and physical health. And just want to throw a quick statistic in here. The average age for mental illness on set is 11 years old. So the average person that experiences mental illness will start experiencing symptoms when they're 11 years old. The average delay for treatment is also 11 years. So no matter when someone starts experiencing those mental uh, health concerns, the average person will wait 11 years before they seek out support. Wow. And when we think about that, imagine someone has a torn ACL and walks around that tor- with that torn ACL for 11 years. The impact that that would have on their life, their ability to carry out daily activities, Um, their ability to have routine. And so it's really important that we normalize treatment and encourage self-help. We go through breathing exercises, coping techniques in our training, um, and encourage our participants to not only teach them to those who are struggling, but also to utilize and access them themselves. Wow. This is, this is amazing and fascinating. So you, you teach this to not just HR, to anybody who's interested at that company, who can be a bystander who can help pretty much anyone, hopefully specifically somebody at that company. But in reality, they could help anyone once that once they're trained. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. They can use it. You know, I've gotten emails and letters from people who have said, I used this on my daughter who was struggling with an eating disorder, or I had someone who said that they, um, you know, had picked up on the warning signs of of a suicidal employee after going through the course, and that had really helped them. So it it really can be used for everybody. And HR, um, you know, you guys are the leaders in this space that have the ability to really encourage your employees to utilize treatment. 
um, and utilize resources available to the company, but also to advocate for the importance of this training in the workspace. And managers are more likely to pick up on warning signs of someone who's struggling, but coworkers are more likely to turn to a fellow employee um, and open up about their mental health than they are to speak to a manager. So that's why it's so important for everybody within organizations to get this training. Um, and really, we encourage organizations to mandate it. Uh, if not, then make it uh, you know on a volunteer basis. I love it. Bystander training, so important. Uh, JC actually got me a, a, a statistic earlier today. In a well-known study, researchers found that when bystanders were alone, 75% helped when they thought a person was in trouble. So this is why it is so important to have bystander training. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on episode four of our five-part series on peer support training for mental health. In our next and final episode, we're going to cover mental health in crisis versus normal times. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but we will be right back. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.